Welcome everyone back to another episode of the Glory Boys podcast. Yeah, yeah. I am one of your hosts, Austin. I am Darren. I'm Trev. And I'm Ray. And this podcast was designed to help creatives like yourself build wealth. And our goal in this podcast is that this isn't created just for one's one particular person. Um, you could be doing, you know, church media at your church. You could be doing, you know, starting a company or starting a business um, in the creative sphere, whether you're a photographer, a videographer, or maybe you're a team or a massive production. Um, this podcast is really for you. Yeah. If you want to catch up on social, keep up with what we're doing. You can find us on Instagram at the glory boys pod and on TikTok at the glory boys podcast. In this episode and others like it, you can find on YouTube or any podcast streaming platform. And if you want to follow all the behind the scenes, the day to day stuff on the business side, just go to at Glory Visuals on Instagram and on YouTube. And you can see all the music videos, everything else we put out there, even some vlogs in there, Ooh. house tours. Oh. You never know what you'll get. Don't That's want to right. make sure you go follow those too. Yeah. So smash that like button, hit the bell, go to the other channel, hit uh -huh. the bell, yep. follow us on Instagram, yep. do all the things. All of them. Today, we have an extremely special episode. Yeah. Um, very pumped to introduce our friend Devin Foster, aka yeah. DJ Devin Dupree. Yeah, yeah. Devin is an amazing business owner and uh, just an awesome person. In this episode, you're going to hear Devin really sharing his story, um, how he came from a pretty rough upbringing, and how he's using his experiences not as an excuse to stay where he was, but really as an excuse to continue to push forward and really leaving a legacy that's going to impact his whole community and really the whole city of Omaha. Yeah, super inspiring episode. So let's go get inspired Woo! with DJ Devin Dupree. Devin Dupree. See in there. I'm going to pray quick. Yeah, go ahead. Hey God, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to be on a podcast and using our voices to influence people for towards you, towards... Um, building a life of creativity and and business and just creating wealth, God, because you've created us to do um, really anything we can um, as long as it's lined up with your will. God, I pray that the words that we share today would be full of wisdom, full of joy, full of peace. God, that people that are listening um, will just continue to be inspired to be the best version of, them, of themselves and that they would continue to be um, pushed to do things that they don't feel like they can do. So God, just uh, give us wisdom and help us just have an amazing conversation in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. Here we are back at the glory boys podcast. Hey, and today hello. we have an amazing guest, one of our really good friends, Devin Foster. Hey, thanks for, thanks for, Let's for having go. me. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very excited. He's here. The Let's man, the myth, the legend. Let's do it. Yeah. So Devin, you own obviously uh, multiple businesses. You have dreams to own a ton of different things. I mean, we'll get into some of it, but uh, yeah, just right off the back, just share a little bit of, you know, who you are, your story, just kind of, yeah, where you come from. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, it all started, I would say, um, I guess my my real story to me starts in high school, I would say. Um, music was kind of just growing up, uh, music really saved my life. I didn't grow up in the best circumstances. And I remember just always connecting with music um, to kind of get me through days, get me through hard nights. Um, so with that being said, um, I basically, I, I basically was taken in by an amazing, amazing family, and they helped me pursue my dreams in music by getting me my first set of turntables. Okay. And so I got my first set of turntables when I was in high school. I was fifteen years old, and then I kind of just started, you know, messing around, training myself in the music. I had a great, great mentor 
Um, he's also a local DJ and an amazing chef too, by the way. Wow. And yeah, so fun fact. <laughs> Who is it? Um, his name's uh, Mr. West. Okay. You, you guys might know him as Chef West. He was, he was on, um, he's all over our radio. Chef local West radio in the morning yep. scramble, baby. Yep. Yep. Cool. He's all over our local radio stations and he's, he was on Master Chef. He's done a lot of big oh, things wow. in his life. So he's sick. He's a, uh, he's just one, he's just my, he's my best friend. He's my bro. Um, and I mean, he started off as obviously as my mentor, so kind of started doing the DJ thing and we got really excited. And so we're like, you know, we want to DJ for people. So we, we started uh, renting out halls and stuff in high school. And basically what we would do is my friend's mom ran this hall, um, Miller's social hall actually. And so what we would do is we, I was like, Hey, I want to throw a, have a birthday party. Like I would like to invite some friends and stuff. And she's like, okay, we'll just charge like five bucks. We don't have any events going on, charge five bucks per person. And I'll be there and, We'll have some fun. Yeah. And then some, I was like, hey, yo, Tay, like this could be our first gig. Like <laughs> let's, let's do our thing. You know, let's show them all the skills we've been working on and stuff, yeah. you know? So I was really excited. We, uh, we ended up renting the hall and inviting just people all of our school and stuff. And then those friends kind of invited people from other schools. And somehow we ended up with just hundreds and hundreds of kids that ended up and she was not Dang. ready. So we weren't staffed for this for the first, like <laughs> one or, for the first, like two, three. And, um, we ended up making thousands of dollars wow. and she's, she let us keep the extra. Cause she's like, I was not expecting this, mm -hmm. but you know, here, you know, you guys, you guys put in the work. So I, when I saw that, when I was a kid and like coming from nothing too, you're like, Whoa, like $2,000 yeah, and you split it with your best, your buddy <laughs> in high school. You're like, Whoa, that's a lot of like, yeah. it's a lot of money. You know, like yeah. at the time I was actually working at McDonald's, like I was 15 years old working at McDonald's with my workers right. permit and everything. Wow. Um, so after that, I was like, oh, McDonald, I don't need this job anymore. Because <laughs> so, that's like 10 paychecks, yeah, literally. Right, right. Um, and that's hard work. That's hard labor. Like when you're in high school and you have to, you play sports and you do all this stuff. And then you have to go to, on Sunday, you have to go to work at McDonald's all day. And, <laughs> you know, Greece, like, you know, it's the struggles, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, from there, we just continued doing that stuff at the halls. We started renting other halls and it just became pretty popular. And then. Graduated high school. My uh, family, my foster family at the time, they moved away. And so I was like, okay, well, um, I guess I got to get a job, you know, and, and you know, raise myself and, and, you know, keep stability and whatnot. So I got a job at a phone store. Um, I worked there for for six to eight months or so. Sorry, um, go ahead. You got uh, a job at the phone. Yeah, I was yeah. Just no, you're good. Dawned on me that we, we got to make sure you know pristine. This is the Glory, Bo <laughs> Glory Boys podcast. You know, we don't. You know, we keep it pristine over here. So you got a job at the phone store. Yeah, I got a job at the phone store. Worked what? there for what phone store. Um, it was Cricket. It was oh, Cricket. Okay. So we were combined okay. with Sprint actually at the time because Sprint had owned Cricket, so it was mm. Cricket Sprint. Same thing. Yeah. Um, worked there for about a year. Uh, not quite a year, but I was basically 19 years old, or I was almost 19, and I was like. I mean, and it wasn't a bad job. Like I, you know, I was making, you know, like 14 bucks an hour, 18 plus yeah. commission. So it was like, mm. you know, not a bad job for yeah. a starting job, but sure. I just didn't love it. Like, you know, and I was just like, I want to do what I love. And I just loved music. I loved DJing. I loved the, the whole aspect. So basically I approached, um, I had actually was getting opening opener gigs at the time. So I was meeting older DJs cause Tay was kind of in the game. He's, he's four years older than me. So again, he was my yeah. mentor at the time and he had already graduated high school and had already kind of been in the scene a little bit. And he kind of plugged me in into, you know, the, the kind of lounge, the local lounge and nightclub owners and stuff. And 
I was 18, so I was actually wasn't supposed to be in the clubs. <laughs> but I don't know. They never really asked, so I never really said anything. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just started doing kind of grunt work. And I was like, hey, I'll be your opener DJ for all your DJs. Like, mm. you know, because typically nights don't start till 9, 10 p.m. So I was like, I'll do the first hour for 50 bucks. And I'll help you do liquor inventory during the week. I'll clean whatever you need me to do. Mm. So I kind of started working in these like bars, lounges, just trying to learn the industry, learn the game. Um, and then that allowed me to also have more time to focus on my art, which at the time was only DJing. So kind of started from there, did some, did some club gigs and then started getting better and better. Um, I continued to also have events and stuff in the meantime. So I still like have these bigger events on the side and just building my reputation, building my skills. And then from there kind of again, continued throughout the years and, then I started doing private events, um, ended up getting a job um, with Rake Radio and stuff, our local hip-hop station, um, did did a bunch of stuff with them, learned so much, um, learned learned a ton of, you know, from this kind of stuff, hosting, doing live, connecting with people in the community, that was great, um, I loved it, uh, didn't pay super well, but I just gathered so much experience, it also helped me build, again, my reputation with, with which in DJing, it's pretty important, you know, you got to kind of you know, market your brand, um, mm-hmm. just like any company, you know? Um, so started, started kind of getting to the radio, went through that little phase. Um, now kind of switching over from all the lounge and the radio and all that stuff. And now I'm kind of into, I did traveling, I did festivals, I did all that kind of bigger stuff. Um, and now I'm kind of settling onto the, into the corporate world. Um, it's what I really enjoy. I enjoy the professionalism. Um, I just enjoy, you know, I still, I just really enjoy about DJing is, is curating like memories and just good times for people. So, um, yeah, continue to DJ for 10 years from there. Um, uh, the pandemic came pandemic kind of slowed down, uh, DJing a little bit. And so this was what, 2018? When did the pandemic start? 2020. 2020. I feel like it's been forever, but you know, (laughs) so yeah, 2020 pandemic came and, I was like, you know, I want something. And what's crazy is we're in a, we're in a weird state because we didn't really, I'm not saying we didn't take the pandemic seriously, but we were a little bit more lenient right. than yeah. a lot of states. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still, I still had DJ gigs. Like, yeah. you know, like a lot of places were not closing. Like People just like fist bumping. Yeah. Like six foot apart. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> trying to dance with my wife. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, you would envision that. But honestly, just, I think- Nothing uh, people didn't change. care. I mean, we yeah. could talk about this is a whole nother episode of itself, yeah. uh, the political spectrum of like, yeah, we don't need to which, do which, that. Which, so yeah, yeah, we won't get into all that, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so still kind of DJing a little bit, but I was like, I want something like meaningful. Um, I, I like like DJing did serve its purpose, and I still love it. And I still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, I want to, I want something that's I can build that is gonna, you know, bring purpose to my community. Um, solve problems because again, and that's another thing with businesses is this, the whole point of a business. Like you ask most people who start a business and you're like, what, so why do you do this business? Like, what, what would you say? Like if I asked you guys, I'm not, I know you wouldn't say probably to make money, right? but obviously that's a bystander of what you, that you hope to obviously yeah, yeah. keep the lights on, Kinda but have to. really yeah. what, why do you do it? You know what I'm saying? For purpose, yep. you know, for meaning. And, um, so I kind of just wanted to solve a problem, you know, and, I saw that like I've been a huge Pokemon fan since I was a kid. So my business basically started off my love for Pokemon. And I remember I was joking around at, at a buddy's birthday party at my buddy's daughter's birthday party, which was Pokemon themed. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, mark my words, bro. I'm going to have a Pokemon business someday. I don't know how <laughs> it's going to be. And 
I don't know what it is going to be. And I just remember seeing all the podcasters coming up and everybody started kind of getting into that whole thing during the pandemic, obviously yeah. of live streams and all that. So I was like, but you know, I, I wanted something physical, you know, so a place that people could connect and, and again, bring purpose um, for the community. So um, I took a huge chance, took a, took a huge leap of faith uh, at the end of 2020. I signed a lease um, to this building and I was looking around, looking around, talking myself out of it. Cause obviously it wasn't easy. Like I said, gigs had kind of slowed down. Money had slowed down a little bit, yeah. but I just knew I had faith. Like uh, I just had faith. Like if, if you, you know, but why not start building it now? And then, you know, when the, when this all passes, which we knew uh, us, you know, a lot of us in this room, um, if you guys don't know, which I'm sure you guys know if you're, if you're watching, but we're all, we're all planted in our faith and we all, you know, know, um, that things are going to work out. And if it's not, if it doesn't work out, then it's not over yet. So, um, Amen. yep. So, um, built the store. Um, the collectives corner is my business. Uh, shout out to collectives corner. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, not an ad. <laughs> So um, the Collectors Corner originated as a pop culture hub, and so I had a had a vendor at the store. He, you know, he did shoes and clothes because I was kind of into that, you know, fresh kicks and you know, cool vintage clothing, and you know, like these guys are really into that too, obviously, um, with with the Glory Gang and the thrifting and all that stuff. So we kind of we can connect on that that spectrum, um, and so started with that stuff, and then obviously added all the other cool aspects of pop culture. So like Pokemon was a big thing, trading cards in general, sports, um, just all the stuff that people can relate and connect to. So I was like, I just really thought in my head, I was like, you know, putting it on paper and like really come up with these business plans. And I obviously kept reinventing it, reinventing it. And I was like, this, how can this go wrong? You know? Um, so, I mean, people love this stuff. So how can they not connect on it? So um, went ahead and, and signed the lease and and started the shop, started building it out, took about six months of hard labor, um, got the place to where I wanted it. And that's where the, the Collectus Corner, my my next business kind of, you know, uh, planted. And then, um, you know, since then it's evolved, but that's really kind of, I guess my backstory. So DJing was the main, um, and it still is a huge aspect of my life. And so music and then, um, you know, obviously kind of switching over to owning a shop and being a physical business owner. It's, it's a totally different world too. So that just goes to show you that every business is super, super different. Everything from, mm-hmm. from your, your marketing to employment and to, you know, um, your business, your plan, your execution of everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how we got here Sick. where we're at right now. Yeah. So that's dope. Where, I want to know where was like the turning point for you. I know that first kind of event you said at, at that hall yep. um, was kind of a turning point as far as DJing goes, but where was the turning point for like just general entrepreneurship and, you know, starting the collectives corner and things like that. Like was, was there a point where you started to believe maybe despite a, a rougher upbringing of like, there's more out there for me yeah. and there's more I can, I can accomplish. Yeah. So um, I would say really, um, at the phone store, I was 19 and I just felt like I was working hard cause I'm a hard worker. So like I was working my butt off to like, obviously I wanted to maximize my commission, but like mm-hmm. I also solve problems. Like, and that's what you do at a phone store. Like people, that's all you do is actually right. people come yeah. in with problems. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So I was like, I feel like I'm like, it's, it's, it was just super simple and it wasn't really me take me reaching my full potential. Um, and so I just felt like that I actually just working for somebody else showed me what I can do 
because if I work as hard for myself, yeah. Um, yeah. I would I would scale that and maximize it. So for sure. that's kind of what made me go full throttle into the music. And that was a scary, like it was scary going from no solid paycheck to like hoping you get enough gigs to pay your bills. Cause <laughs> right. I did struggle like right. for a year, mm-hmm. like, you know, from 18 to 22, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to work, I had to grind for those gigs. I had to struggle and, and build, you know, everything um, on, on the DJ business and, and entertainment industry and, and everything. So um, and I just knew, you know, if you put in the work, it, it was going to pay off. So that was, I would say that would be my turning point moment that really changed my life. Like I was like, dang, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That rocks. Yeah. That's really good. What my question is, cause we actually have had people on the podcast before. We're like, yeah, my upbringing was like, great. My dad was really, you know, encouraging. Like anytime I wanted to quit, he was right there. Yep. And, and you didn't I love have that. that. I love that. And so you didn't have that, right? No, not and, at all. And I, I can relate to that. I didn't have that either. Yep. And so I think statistically like guys like us without having that dad that's you know there for you put like yep. pushing you like instilling great morals and values yep. and work ethic like you know that like thank god we have that right and so for you um what was like the motivator i know you you surround you talk about surrounding yourself yeah. with amazing people and great mentors so yeah. who was like who were the, the yeah. figures in your I life love, i'm glad you asked yeah i'm uh, glad you asked so um i would say there there was a few um, people that really, really uh, made an impact to cha- and changed my life um, mm-hmm. for forever. Um, one was my foster mom who took me in when I was 16. Um, she gave me so much more than she would probably ever even realize. And it was just as simple as having a stable home. Yeah. Um, structure is so important to me. Um, I had none of that. Like there was until I was, I mean, until I was, until she took me in. And the reason why she actually took me in is because I ended up just sleeping at her house a lot because her son was my one of my best friends. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, I was in high school, like not knowing if I was going to eat at night. Like I said, I was working at McDonald's and like also try like in the, the foster home I was at the time, um, they actually had just stopped coming home. Like they just stopped showing up at the house. So I was kind of mm-hmm. in between um, places right now. So mm-hmm. they, the state kind of caught up to me at school because I still went to school and I still wanted to be the best I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so my foster mom, I would say is one, um, two, um, there's a mentor. She started off as my, technically she was my CASA worker. So CASA, it means a court appointed specialist advocate. Um, and CASA is a great program, by the way, if you guys are ever looking again, not an ad, but if you're ever looking for a great nonprofit to connect with, <laughs> yeah. honestly, CASA is amazing. So what they do is they're basically, they're not legal lawyers, um, but they advocate for youth in the courtroom, um, so she, what she did was every since I went to foster care when I was five years old, she picked me up once a week from the age from when I was five years old until I aged out of the system. So wow. I knew her my whole life. Eileen, wow. um, she's seriously um, one of the best one. And she's so raw and real too. Like she, she obviously always looked out for me, but she always kept it real with me too. Like, cause I had a lot of behavior problems growing up, I think in, in, in turn of my environment. Right. Um, yeah. Because of my environment, I'm sure. Um, so she, you know, she would help, she would just pick me up, ask me how I'm doing. How's the current home I was in, whether it was a group home or a foster home or whatever I was in at the time, um, throughout the years, she would always check in on me, try her best to also connect with the, whoever was watching over me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, again at the time, cause a lot of time it wasn't foster homes. Sometimes it was group homes and you, you know, you're in just whatever with staff and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just always looked out for me. Um, she, I mean, 
she gave me my best memories too. She took me out to eat once a week. She's the one who clothed me um, because again, a lot of the times the state, they give you a stipend, uh, yearly stipends. And usually it was like two a year, like one for the school year, one for the summer. And it was like a hundred bucks. So you got sure. like a wow. hundred bucks for clothes and shoes. Wow. So like you got to pick sometimes. Right. So wow. a lot of the, growing up, I wore a lot of the same fits, like yeah. growing up in all the elementary schools and stuff. I remember that. So she would just always like, she, she always just saw me and she was just like, let me like, let's go to the mall. Let's go do this. And let's go do that. So she just showed me like, wow, like this, is this what it's like to be a normal kid? Like to go just like out to eat with your mom or grandma. She was more my grandma, a grandma age, I guess. Um, you know? And so I basically consider her like, like a grandma, essentially. Um, very, very special woman. Um, didn't, never got anything either. So Casa is a volunteer program. So it's not like she got anything for doing all that she did. She got me my first cell phone when I was 14. I've had the same phone number ever since been on her plan. Um, now I actually pay for her plan because she did so much for me. (laughs) So it's cool that I could give back now as a, you know, as a, as a man. And, um, so, and there was one more, um, mentor, uh, his name was Bob Kruger. Um, probably the most special man in my life of all time. Um, I lost him back in 20, 2017. He died. He passed away. He was super, I mean, he's, he's older. So he lived a very long, prosperous life. Nothing um, too crazy. So um, it was, you know, he was just, he was just a beautiful human. Um, he was a pathologist, which I don't know what the really <laughs> specifically what I just remember, you know, so he was a doctor. Um, I met him through teammates, um, teammates, mentor yeah. program. Yeah, yeah. So he would come to my school and have lunch with me once a week, um, whichever school I was at, at the time again. Um, and that started when I was in fifth grade. Um, I met him when I was in fifth grade, him and his wife, Bev, um, um, very, very special people. Um, they had three boys of their own too, and who were already adults at the time. So they were just looking for, you know, somebody to mentor and do whatever. So, um, he would pick me up once a week, um, Sundays, he would take me to church. Um, a lot of the times, um, wherever we went and then he had a lake house. So he would take, we would go out to his lake house. He would teach me how to fish. Um, we'd ride on the boat. We would do I mean, just everything. He would help me with my homework at the, like whatever I was, you know, dealing with. And one thing about Bob that really, really changed my life, um, that I just, mean, I can't wait to tell him in heaven one day, um, which I'm sure he probably knows, but, uh, <laughs> um, he taught me patience. Um, I had a lot of anger growing up. I was a very angry kid. I got into a lot of behavior things again, because, you know, the environment was just crazy. But when I was with him, he sat down and I would, I could lash out, yell, be mad about whatever I was mad about, but he would just sit and listen. And then he would wait and then he would respond and he would just talk to me and, and say, why, you know, you're probably feeling this way because of this. Or, you know, he taught me how to cope really with feelings, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's something your parents should do, you know? Right. So, yeah. um, people might not see, you know, most people's mentors are like, Oh, well, this guy has a great business mindset and great sure. this and that. And there's different, you know, different mentors that serve different purposes. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I would say those three, um, people, um, and I still even go see Bob's wife. Uh, she's in a retire, a nursing home right now. I still take her lunch every other Tuesday. Um, very, like I said, a very, very special family. I'm connected with like their grandkids now, like, you know, uh, they're like friends to me now, mm-hmm. you know, very special grew up with them pretty much. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the mentors that probably, yeah, they taught me so much, uh, just life skills that you usually obtain from your parents, from your teachers, from, you know, whoever's just kind of around and raises yeah. you, you know? Um, and that was, that they were the ones who really taught me and, and show me like, wow, you like, 
I don't have to be a byproduct of my circumstances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They connected with me so many programs growing up, like Bridge of Independence, Project Everlast, um, Foster Youth Council, all these councils and stuff, which I'm still even active on and get to advocate now for other youth, which oh. to be honest, I should be a little, this podcast now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now on live on podcast, I should be, like, I'm going to start keeping myself a little bit more accountable yeah, with being active because I've, I've been a little, little less with the businesses and, you know, you, you make excuses for life. So, sure. um, but those, those programs are really special and they connect me with those also. So. So if you don't mind me asking, uh, at what age did you start to go to like group homes or foster homes or. Um, so I was taken first from my mom when I was five. That was the first time. Um, so it's been off and on since, um, I got reunified with her a few times in between. Um, but they were never more than s- six months Never more than a year for sure, but mm-hmm. I think I think I did do like a school a full school year in fourth grade with her. Um, she lasted for a little while, but um, yeah, just drugs drugs can really overcome people and take over personality, and yeah. it's unfortunate. But addiction is very real, so mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, love on those people and and give them forgiveness and and just you know do the best you know we can. So yeah, and your mom's a part of your life now. Um, no, she's not really a part of my life right now. Um, kind of a same, um, circle still kind of going, unfortunately, but again, you know, you just, you give forgiveness, you give love and just do the best you can be the best, be the best reflection, you know what I'm saying? So that hopefully one day, uh, you know, um, they'll come to, 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 to Jesus and, and, you know, learn for themselves. So, right. You know, so you have other siblings as well. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do have, uh, I have two other biological siblings with, with my mom, um, all different dads, but, um, I lost my little brother, uh, in a car accident last year. Um, that was my, he was my best friend. (laughs) I loved, so me and my mom had, had a relationship throughout the years. Um, as far as we went, as far as talking and communicating, because my little brother was a really, 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 really huge part of my life. Um, I love just being his his mentor and being there for him. And um, we connected a lot. Loved I just love doing everything with him from his homework to taking him shopping to signing him up for sports to getting him to his game. Everything like that was just a very special um, bond that we had. Um, I do have a biological little sister um, also. Um, we're not super close um, uh, for personal reasons, you know, and um, – Again, I just hope that one day we all can be close and we can overcome our addictions and our problems and everything because I would love, I would love to, you know, be connected, you know, with my family and just help however I can. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so maybe a handful of weeks ago, you went on a trip and I just noticed on your Instagram um, and you'd captioned it something along the lines of doing things now that you didn't have the chance to do as a kid, basically. Um, and so it got me thinking now, like you've obviously, you obviously have goals for the future, but if you were to be able to go back now and just tell your younger (sighs) self something, do you have like, like, what would you tell young Devin basically knowing now how, you know, how you've grinded and how you're, you know, you've met Jesus and, and your life is going in a trajectory that maybe it wasn't before. Yeah. So, so I think just like all of us, um, just all like, like all of us, this question is tough only because 
if we all could go back and had a time machine, would we all really listen to our older selves? Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, is, it's yeah, the same yeah, thing yeah. like as adults tell us, like, yeah. like they're like, oh, just wait till you get old. Your knees are going to start hurting. Well, I never <laughs> thought my knees would actually start hurting. You know what I mean? You always thought you were right. Superman, you know, you thought you would, you know, you overcome it. So yeah. I guess if I could though, um, luckily, like I said, I had um, some mentors to tell me those things, but right. um, what would be, what would be it? Huh? Uh, what if uh, would would young Devin uh, think that older Devin would be like never chilling in Arizona, never. like right. never in my catching his catching some rays? <laughs> I never even thought like um, I just never even thought about like mm. getting on a plane. I've never thought outside of surviving. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Like yeah, I, I never even knew there was a world out there. Yeah, yeah. and then to be honest, like I say, I, I give a, a lot of credit to these, these mentors of mine, because if I didn't have DJing and stuff also, like yeah. that's what gave DJing opened up so many doors for me. And I cannot stress mm -hmm. that enough. Like, and so that's actually we're I mean, we're on a podcast. So like this could also tie into business too. Yeah. Um, don't get like, sometimes you feel like you're, you're just in the motions and that could be even if you're at a job and you want to start a business it could be, and no matter what position that you're in, don't overlook what you, your blessings could be, I guess. Like every season has a purpose to serve, if that makes sense. So like sometimes you're working your butt off and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere, but as long as you're saving and you're go set, writing down your goals, not just like, you know, oh, you need to be talking about them. You yeah. need to be writing them down. Yeah. You need to be making those goals live. Cause again, the tongue is very powerful. Yeah. The word is powerful. You know, words are powerful. So like, even if you feel stagnant, you know what I'm saying? Keep working toward um, whatever your long-term goal is. Because right. for a while, I even thought like, like I had an awakening when I was 25. Um, okay. And this is when I stopped, like pretty much, I, I found um, a really good woman who I'm still with to this day. Yeah. Um, so it's been about a little over four, it's been over four years. Um, I just realized like all the drinking and the partying and the stuff that comes with DJing, it can come with DJing. I'm not saying it does. Cause now yeah. I live a completely different life and I'm still, yeah. I would still consider myself a pretty good dang DJ. Sure. So, it's facts, um, so I would say all the stuff that kind of came in that environment, um, I was just kind of getting lost in the sauce. I was I mean, literally like, like tequila three, four nights a week, you know, and smoking and hanging out with homies and partying and women and all the stuff and traveling, it was all great. Like it served its time, but I just didn't feel like I was with purpose. So like, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And that's where COVID, honestly, I took that motivation that like what you just asked, like I took like that season where I felt like I wasn't going anywhere, but like I was doing it. Like it was fine. The, yeah. the bills are paid. I was making money. I was traveling. I was doing all the cool stuff, getting the women, doing all the whatever. And, but I still felt like without purpose. And that's why, like, I'm so glad I started uh, the collector's corner in my shop because that's the business that I felt like I was like, dang, like now I feel like I'm doing purpose. And now even with DJing, I feel like I'm even better now at creating the environment that I want to create because I'm not just like a part of the environment. I'm not just a, a yeah. guy out there drinking. I'm not just a guy out there wow. doing, going through the motions. I'm actually doing it with purpose now. You know what I'm saying? I get to choose my gigs. I get to choose the things that I mm -hmm. want to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Know your worth. Know your worth. Amen. You know? As you're saying. And add some tax, dog. Because taxes <laughs> are <laughs> expensive. <laughs> there we got to add hell of taxes. Right? <laughs> That's true. Sure, Thanks for getting a necklace around. 50%. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. I think uh, 
one of the questions that I have while you're talking about all this is like, what makes you go to there? Like you talk about your upbringing, how it wasn't the greatest. And you just have this tenacity of like, keep going, working hard, just keep going. Like, what is it that you're not necessarily trying to prove or like, what do you like? What's that motivation that makes you want to start a business in 2020? So the whole world telling you not to. And so again, I, it comes back to, um, the lot, the, what I saw, um, that life could be. Um, and, and that again, reflected a lot in my mentors, like the single mom, the, the woman who took me in, who already had three boys for herself. Um, this is, this is just an example. I'm just going to drop this example real fast. She came from, she lived in Compton, Nebraska, uh, Compton, California. So she came from Compton with three boys out of a, a divorce. And, um, the boys were senior freshmen in high schools. And then my best friend, Dustin at the time was in sixth grade. And so I was in six, obvious, and I was his age. So we were in the same grade. She moved with three boys from Compton from, came from nothing and then moved to Nebraska and built a beautiful life with her kids. And now they're thriving. They moved again. Like I told you guys, they moved down to Arizona. Now they're thriving in Arizona and she's making probably, I mean, realistically five times what she was probably making back then. Uh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, and she also got three college degrees in that time. Dang. So she has a master. Like, Let's go. So like, it's just like, dang. when you see that in somebody Powerful. and you're like, yeah. dang, you took me in for no reason. Yeah. You still reached your goals and beyond yeah. and provided for three. Ch- like, I was just like, dang, I want to be that kind of parent. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted yeah, to be the man. kind of parent that you, that, you already had kids and grandkids, but you could still go mentor and take this kid to and help him find his faith, take him to church every Sunday mm-hmm. and take him to do things that like, I've never would have learned how to fish. I never would have learned right. to, how to wakeboard or dry, or ride yeah. in a boat or uh-huh. do all the cool things that I got to do when I was a kid. Like I was looking, those were the memories I was looking forward to. Meanwhile, the other six nights, the other, you know, six days of the week, I was didn't even know if I was going to eat or not. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot. I mean, that really did happen a lot of days, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is the motivation that was like, I cannot wait to provide for my family. Mm. I can't wait to build my community. And I already have, like, I've I've already set the foundation for all this. I've already been doing it. You know what I'm saying? But I can't wait to scale it to the next level where I can really make a real impact and really do something. (laughs) And that's why I also surround myself with like people like you guys, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have, um, to know people like you guys to help, you know, build each other up. It's, it's always important to get connected, have yeah. a community, uh-huh. be involved, you know, it, it's just everything, you know, it's, it's, it's everything that we're, that my morals are built on. So, um, it's, just, I guess, seeing, seeing what's out there and knowing that you can reach that no matter what. Yeah. So. Just so, do it. Just do it, baby. <laughs> what did we hear that before? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Let's start a company. Just do it. That's going to be the slogan. Dude, did you see that movie? By that the way? was actually a great movie. It was. Oh, it? Fire. it was a great it movie. I loved and, it. And I mean, all the actors in it were great oh. too. I love all like a lot of the well, actors. It's only an athlete. Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. What movie? Or what, what is it's it on? Air. What was uh, it called? Air. Yeah. Air. Yep. Yep. Air. Yep. The, what did you watch it on? I saw it in theaters. One of those weird late night movies that I went to. I have an illegal app. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's called Popcorn. Popcorn <laughs> nice. Time. Remember that one? Yeah. I, I do remember to, that. I don't think it's any. This is beautiful. It's almost as beautiful as your voice on it. Uh, also. No, it's more, more beautiful. <laughs> I want them to sing every time they press it, but they never do. No. Yeah. 
There's um, just already enough layers, you know. Yeah, doesn't need more. Do, do I need to drop a bomb on you guys? Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Look into that camera right there and drop a bomb on us. All right. My words for encouragement for you today is remember that every season serves a purpose. So if you're building and whatever you're building, whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever you're trying to do, just make sure you're one doing doing actions and thinking and speaking mm. with purpose toward that goal. You know what I mean? Even if it's a little bit better every day, if you're only reaching that goal, not even 1% every day, they always say be 1% better every day. Be, be just any, just go in the right direction. You know, they, they have that slogan that direction is more important than speed is, I mean, it's a hundred percent facts because you're not going to achieve a goal. You're not going to check something off your list maybe every day, but even if you do, maybe it's a small thing that doesn't seem like it's big, but it's going to make an impact on toward what you want to do. So mm. just don't give up, you yeah. know, don't give up. And uh, being a business owner, being an employee, even an employee and like trying to build a beautiful business, yeah. like you guys are freaking kill, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? So keep working towards those goals. Let's don't good. give up. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, yeah, dude. Spicy boy. Spicy. Yes. Uh, I have one yeah. question. Okay, sick. What you right. got, right? Which uh, I think my last question is, you own the Collective Corner. Yep. You DJ. What's your dream? Yeah. So the funny thing about dreams is they do change. So. Mm. Okay. Um, with that being said, don't be discouraged if your dreams change. But right now, my current dreams are to own. Um, see, and the the question is so broad because <laughs> my dream is to be be successful quote unquote and and so like what does success mean to you what does success mean yeah. to you what does success mean what does success mean to you Devin? so success means to me <laughs> um i would like to build multiple businesses that one actually have a true impact on the community mm. okay. two are solving problems for people in the community um three obviously generating revenue um in return personally i would like to be uh, just uh, have a happy fan. I would like to raise my family. You know, I would like to build a family, have, have kids, give them, give them the, all the comfort, give them all the, the faith, the, the knowledge, everything that I didn't really have growing up. I want to give them and be able to provide for them. Um, so basically I guess my, my dream life is I would, and the business side is to own successful businesses, but on the other side is one, um, get as close to God and Jesus as I can in this life. Um, and in return, I want to, I want that to reflect in my family, you know what I'm saying? Um, and all that we do. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just want to be comfortable. I don't want my wife or my kids in the future to ever wonder if they're going to have a meal at night or if they can do something that they want to do, Mm. if they want to achieve a dream or if they want to go after something, I want to be able to help provide, um, that opportunity and, um, you know, be and just change the world in whatever way I can. And sometimes changing the world just means changing a couple lives around you. It doesn't yeah. have to be literally the yeah. whole world because wow. it's gonna it's a ripple effect. You know what I'm saying? Help mm. who you can and do what you can. Cause even if you don't have money to help people, you have time. If you don't have time, you have money or, or effort or whatever, connections, networking. Mm-hmm. Any there's so many ways to help people. So yeah. Um I guess I just want to help people have a hap- have a successful businesses and build a beautiful family. There you yeah, go. I love it. Those are the three. Oh, that's awesome, that's man. That's great. Sick. Super inspiring. And uh, I think what's really cool is, you know, you talk about how it's not 
It doesn't have to be a huge impact on a lot of people, but your CASA worker, what was her name again? Eileen. Eileen. I actually got the opportunity to, to meet her. Oh yeah, I forgot. You guys um, did meet her. At, oh, the, yeah. at the, grand the grand opening. opening yep. And like, yep. it was just the coolest thing in the world just seeing the how proud she was, she was of you. Precious. Like it literally like makes me tear up as I think about it because it. Wow. I'm sure she's thinking back on all of the inconveniences yep. oh. that, you know, that <laughs> happened throughout the through, years. She's and been through it. Yeah. All the emotional support and financial and physical support. Right. And right. like she yep. gets to now see that pay off and that's just one person that she helped. And yeah. like, wow. so wow. I'm just, I know like you're already having a massive impact. Even if there's one kid that comes to your shop that you yeah. teach how to play the Pokemon trading card game and it yeah. keeps him out of trouble or Love keeps, it. you know what I mean? Like yeah. that stuff's already happening yeah. through your shop and through you. And so um, I just, I love that about you. And uh, yeah, Appreciate your, your story, what you're doing, your purpose, your dreams, it's, super inspiring. I love yeah. it. Thank so, you. so Appreciate tell it. the people where can we keep up with you? Where can we find you on social and all that? Yeah. So, uh, if you're looking for my, uh, if you're looking to follow kind of my DJ dash personal adventure, um, I'm on Instagram at DJ Devin Dupree, D E V O N Dupree. And then, um, you can find me on Facebook, DJ Devin Dupree also. Um, and then, uh, my, uh, my shop business. Um, so if you're into like Pokemon, if you're into trading cards, if you're into games and anime and, video games. And, um, I also have a, actually a whole community center that's over 2000 square foot that I provide for free for the community. So if you ever want a place to connect with your kids, with your friends or family, um, or have drop parties and or have drop parties, or birthday <laughs> parties, <laughs> or birthday, birthday parties, yeah. yeah. especially community dash yeah. event space. Um, it's awesome. So it's at collectives corner. So collectives corner and that's Instagram, Facebook, same thing. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me right now. Heck yeah. Awesome. We will go give them a follow. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll link all of them in the description. Love it. So Absolutely. You can find it easily, but Heck thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Seriously. I've been, I've been kind of waiting for this. You know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were talking, we're like, like why have we not had Devin on already? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Which, we actually had this conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think when I had my old shop, it was yeah. like a year ago. So, sure. Dang. so yeah. that we made it well, happen. This will be the but first perfect timing. Yeah. It's always perfect timing. It's always God's timing. So, and it's only going to build and you guys are building something super, super beautiful right here. You guys are honestly, I don't think you guys understand how inspiring like you guys are in the community too to not only me, but to many, many people. So there's a okay. lot of conversations. You guys are just building so many cool aspects to your business. Um, you know, you're not only doing content, you're doing content in so many versions, but you're also doing uh, work uh, in the community. You're doing God's work. So you guys are doing beautiful work <laughs> here too. So I love it. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yes. I appreciate it. Wow, that was such a great wow. episode. DJ Devin what is JR? Uh, it's like a DJ or a whoever producer. Producer. produced some producer. Yeah. 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 Yeah killing it like yeah. starting multiple businesses coming from where he did yeah. um the thing that i think i got from that that was really important is uh having really amazing people in your life yeah, yeah. um i feel like for sure his mentors and the people that really even just some of his, his foster upbringing um god really placed like some really influential people in his life to keep him going and it's yeah, really yeah. sick so I, lo I love it it was super super good yeah i love how his goals were not 
materialistic and things that right. he wants, but they were like impact driven and yeah. ways he can change his community. Super awesome. Yeah, Super leaving a legacy. De- definitely. That's sick. Yep. I think it also goes to show like him talking about it doesn't matter where you came from. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can get to where you want to be at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for tuning in. We can't wait to see you in the next episode. Yeah, you are. Peace. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs>